Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. You see Mr. Lundak get out of his car and sort of use his car door almost kind of like as a shield. And he started firing at the victim. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Police, they're searching for a Soulard bar owner wanted for murder. Just before 8.30, on the morning of June 5th, 2020, St. Louis police officers responded to a report of a shooting in the city's Soulard neighborhood. They arrived to find 42-year-old Jeffrey Amick shot multiple times. Emergency crews rushed Amick to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. Police detectives would soon discover video of the killing, and identify a bar owner named Joshua Lundak as the shooter. Investigators say Lundak shot Amick several times. It's something Lundak himself would admit to, leaving a jury to decide if the killing was self-defense or murder. This was caught on video. How can, how can you convince 11 people that this was not murder? You had to put the video in context, and the context of the video was the end result of what I would consider a year of a campaign of terror. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Christine Byers is a crime reporter with KSDK in St. Louis. Christine, thanks for joining us once again. Thanks for having me. So you recently covered the murder trial of a St. Louis bar owner named Joshua Lundak. Before we get into the case, tell us a little bit about Lundak's background. So Mr. Lundek is a business owner who owns the bar known as Henry's Bar in a neighborhood in St. Louis called Soulard. And the morning that this happened, um, he was on his way to work in his car in the alley when the victim approached him. And this would have been in June of 2020. Can you walk through what exactly happened that morning? Sure. So in June of 2020, Mr. Lundek said uh, that he was heading out for a normal day of work when the victim, um, who was a 42-year-old neighbor of his, uh, approached him while he was in his car in the alley. And in he described him as being sort of um, animated, and uh, he told the jury that he feared for his life. And what's interesting about this is that the entire exchange and encounter was caught on surveillance videos. What do we learn from those surveillance videos about 
those moments before the victim, Jeffrey Amick, was shot. So there wasn't any audio recording from the surveillance video, and it was shot from a little bit of a distance, but uh, not too far away to where you couldn't tell what was going on. So you can tell that there's a verbal exchange between Mr. Lundeck and the victim, 42-year-old Jeffrey Amick. Um, There's definitely words exchanged, and then you see Mr. Lundeck... um, get out of his car and sort of use his car door almost kind of like as a shield. And um, he started firing at the victim. And Jeffrey Amick dies from those gunshot wounds. What happens from there? Is Lundak arrested that day? No, Mr. Lundak um, basically fled the scene. He was later arrested. A Soulard bar owner wanted for murder is now in custody. Joshua Lundak is charged with first-degree murder. And he basically told police that he feared for his life. There was a long history between him and the victim uh, of harassment and threats and everything else being made between them. And he felt like uh, the victim was going to, to kill him or assault him in some way. So to be clear, Joshua Lundak has, since the time he was arrested, admitted that he did kill Jeffrey Amick. The question has just been whether or not it constituted a crime. Exactly. So St. Louis prosecutors charged him with murder, and he went to trial just recently um, on those charges. And his attorney did a very good job of of painting this long sordid history that was building between the two men of just, um, you know, harassment. In, in the attorney's words, he he said that the man was more than a nuisance in the neighborhood, um, that he, for some reason, chose Mr. Lundeck and his fiance to terrorize, in his words, for a year. Pointing guns at them, shooting guns, following them, looking in their window. You name it, he did it. The guy was deranged. And the way that the defense attorney describes it in the video, um, the victim was stumbling in the alley, confronted uh, his client. He again, Josh is going to work, stopping at his garage, and he came, for lack of a better word, stumbling down the alleyway and confronted him and, and looked uh, certainly deranged and unhinged, and Josh reacted, and he, re- and he reacted, in, in my view, in a way that the law said he could react. And... Uh, You know, in Missouri, there are different laws here, stand-your-ground law type things, castle doctrine type of things that allow people to use deadly force um, when they feel uh, threatened and when their property is threatened. So um, the defense attorney said that Missouri law allowed his client to act the way that he did that day. So you laid out the defense's case here. What was the story that we heard from the prosecution at trial? What was their case that this was, in fact, a murder? Um, The prosecution basically said that there was no threat at the very moment um, that the that Mr. Lundeck decided to use deadly force, that that there was no reason for him to fear for his life at that exact moment in time. So a lot of the trial uh, focuses on the moment in question, not so much everything that precedes a moment like that. So the prosecution really focused heavily on what can be seen in the video uh, alone 
And what they argued was that the video shows um, excessive force, needless force, and that was their that was their prosecution. How does this play out then? What happens when this case is put into the hands of a jury? So this jury deliberated for about um, over two days for a total of about, oh, give or take, about 11 hours. And ultimately, um, they came back with a hung jury, divided 11 to 1 in favor of a not guilty verdict. Um, The jurors were, some of them were tearful sitting in the jury box. Um, The judge, you know, commended them and said that they were one of the most attentive, uh, thorough juries she's ever seen in her time on the bench. And um, then it was interesting, the judge allowed the jurors to come back in the courtroom after uh, the verdict was read and basically talk to whoever they felt they needed to talk to. So two women went up to uh, Mr. Lundeck, and both of them were very tearful and said that they were so sorry and that they believed that he had every reason to fear for his life at the moment he decided to use deadly force in the situation. Um, And then it was interesting because the prosecutor on the case then came over to where the women were speaking to Mr. Lundeck and said something to the effect of, so am I a monster for uh, even trying this case? And the women were very confrontational with him and said, yes, absolutely. This case never should have been issued. Um, and they said that this makes them fearful to live in the city of St. Louis and defend themselves if they're ever put in a situation like this. So there was a very testy exchange, uh, after the verdict with the prosecution. And, um, the one juror said, you know, I'm fearful to live in my neighborhood now, um, given that the prosecution in the city of St. Louis would issue a case like this. And the prosecutor snapped back at her and said, well, I wouldn't want to live in your neighborhood. And so it was very strange, Um, but the jurors definitely were convinced, um, majority of the jurors were convinced that this was uh, justified. Is it unusual for members of a jury to be given that opportunity to talk with a defendant following the verdict? I mean, I've certainly never seen it happen before, Um, so I would say yes. And of course, a hung jury is a mistrial. It's not an acquittal, and that's obviously an important distinction, right? Yes, absolutely. So Mr. Lundeck remains charged with this crime, and uh, there will have to be another trial unless there is some kind of uh, plea agreement that is reached and they don't go to trial again. But yes, I mean, this case is very much still pending. You're correct in that it's not an acquittal, um, but, you know, there's still no decision here. What is your reaction to the jury's non-decision today? Well, it's a little frustrating because it was 11 strong for not guilty and one holdout. So um, frustrating, but hopefully it'll um, encourage the state to reconsider their position. Uh, what's next? Well, we're going to seek a bond um, now that the judge has heard the entire case and do it again. Gotcha. This time convince 12. Christine Byers with KSDK in St. Louis. Thanks for sharing the story. Thank you, Reed. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the podcast wherever it is you're listening right now. If you're looking for something new to listen to, you can find a full list of our shows at voltstudios.com. 
That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redman.